monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good. Why did you have to think about that? I just, I had a burp stuck in my chest. Oh, good. I'm really glad I asked. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the kitchen, Nicole. You don't need to welcome me to my I'm own I'm going to anyway. Kitchen. Would you kill your dog? Because he's snuffling and he's walking around and it's just unprofessional. When have we ever been professional? Well, I just thought maybe we could start today. I don't know. I just thought maybe we could strive for something more than the bare minimum for once in our wretched lives. But apparently it was not to be. I don't think that's going to happen, honey. That's just fine. I'll just kill him afterwards. It's the show where Nicole and I watch a horror film. We take turns picking the film and then we watch it and we discuss it. And this week Review it. was my turn. It was, and you picked a good movie. Yes. Or one that I wanted to see anyway. I won't say if it was good or not. Ooh, ooh, ooh tense, tension. The, how do you say it in French? Do you want me to say it? It was Le ba- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Le Diabolique, by, directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau. 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 Ah. Ah. From 1955, the French suspense horror film, uh, which has been, it's just considered a classic of the horror genre, and it was also number 49 on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments list, which I have watched that whole special. Wow. A lot of theirs were kind of dopey, but that one, I agree, was pretty cool. It was very cool. Well, let's listen to the trailer, and then we'll get into the discussion. Or, yeah, the discussion, or as they say in France, discussion. I don't know if that's actually how you say it. <laughs> discussion. Aujourd'hui ou jamais. Et tu es sûr que ça laisse pas de traces. Et le scandale Tu imagines le scandale Ça ne peut finir que d'une façon. Sans des monstres, Dieu n'aime pas les monstres. Oh, j'ai la tête qui éclate, moi. Je vis une histoire de fou. Ce n'est pas une histoire de fou, c'est une histoire diabolique. Qui est là Diabolique. Un costume d'homme. Diabolique. Une malle en osier. Diabolique. Une piscine. Qui l'a enfoncé sous l'eau
And now we can begin the discussion. <laughs> uh, so yes, Le Diabolique, 1955. Nicole, would you like me to explain a wee bit of the premise? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Does that mean you want to or do you want to skip the premise? I'm not going to give away spoilers. I want to. Okay, well, don't reveal the ending. There's oh. an actual title card at the end of the movie that says, Do not reveal the ending to your friend. Yeah! Which I, I have awesome. never seen that in a movie before. All right. So, it's about, mostly, these two women who are connected through Christina this... Christina and Nicole. Through this man. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Michelle. Michelle. So, one of them is the wife and one of them is the mistress. Truth. Um, as the movie starts, you get the impression that they know about each other. They're okay yeah. with each other. They're friends, and they they've both bonded through the abusive husband. Yes, yeah, they've bonded because he's a dick to both of them. So the movie starts, and they work together. The mistress Nicole has a black eye from him, and starts plotting his death. Yeah, you get the impression that Nicole and Christina have been have been back and forth, kind of talking about maybe they're going to kill Michelle. Yes. And uh, Christina has been the one who's sort of religious and pious and and is resistant to the idea. So Nicole says she's going to do it anyway. She's leaving at such and such a time to put the plan in action. She's welcome to be there or not. And Christina goes with her to put the plan in action. I don't know. Do you want to say how? No, well, the point is they proceed to murder Michelle (laughs) and dispose of the body. But where they dispose of the body, the body goes missing. And uh, you begin to wonder if they're crazy or if maybe Michelle is still alive or if a third party is aware of the mm-hmm. plan and is now toying with them. Because they work in a school, so some of the children have said that they've seen him. Yeah, exactly. They work at a boarding school uh, where Michelle is the principal. But Christina actually owns the place. She's the one who whose family the, the property belongs to. So Michelle couldn't very well get rid of it or her without getting rid of his job. Right. So yeah, the the whole all of the tension of the second half of the movie comes from trying to figure out what exactly happened, and whether or not Michelle is really dead or what's going the fuck on. And so, what what year was this filmed in again? Nineteen fifty five. That's what I thought. Um, I was impressed by the murder death scene, um, the way they made him look, and the the way they did his eyes. They actually mm-hmm. put, um caps over his eyes and it was really freaky looking. Yeah, well, it I looked mean, real. It looked like he'd really been drowned. Yeah, so they drowned him, exactly. Uh, trying to think of ways we can dance around the, the twist at the end, but basically, yeah, the, the rest of the movie is just them trying to carry on with their lives and find the body without making it seem like they knew where the body was and all that kind of stuff, so... It gets. I, I thought that the tension in particular in this movie was extremely well done. I, I thought that both the, the tension of the first half involves just the planning of the murder and the tension of the second half involves the follow-up from the murder. And I thought that both of them were done extraordinarily well. See, that's where I disagree with you. I feel like the first half was really tense and I was really into it. And it totally lost steam in the second half for me. I know that it was a slow build-up and... I liked part parts of it, but it was oh, pretty dry for me, the second half. See, I actually feel the complete opposite, whereas the first half was good and tense, but the second half is one of the best depictions of suspense I've ever seen in a movie, the whole last hour. And I think that if you changed even a single second of that whole second hour, the last ten minutes would lose most of their of their power. And their Maybe. Reach. It was just... But, but just, I was never bored. Just for me, 
It's it was a little bit dry the second half. I was and, glued to it, just watching as these two characters unravel and turn against each other. And the first half, I thought, was really good. Even that it was still really tense, even though you knew where it was leading that they were going to kill him. I didn't think him. you did because they they didn't make it clear that that's what was definitely going to happen because she kept backing out of it even during the murder itself. Half the tension came from whether or not she was really going to go through with it. What you think? No, I think you know, it's pretty obvious. I don't think it was obvious at all. I mean, they keep talking about how she doesn't want to do it and she backs out during the murder and Nicole has to force her to get back involved, remember? Yeah, but I think even if she wasn't going to do it, Nicole was going to do it. Well, okay, yeah, but I mean, the, the tension comes from watching this character who we've come to like and watching her personal struggle. I mean, we've seen far more frightening and exciting murders on screen before. The murder itself isn't really what is exciting in that sequence. I think it's those two characters. And there's a little bit of catharsis because he is such a bastard and you're looking forward to him dying. Yeah, he's a pretty bad dude. But really, the, the majority, of, especially in the second half, for me, was watching the two characters unravel and begin to doubt whether or not they're even sane or what they've seen or they really now have no idea what's going on or if there's somebody else who knows or, or what. And, yeah, I think and it while just, trying to also cover their, cover it their just, tracks. It just dragged on a bit too long. For that and it repeated itself a little bit with people seeing him in certain areas and it only happened once the little kid with the slingshot no and then someone else has had said that they've seen him that he dropped off the suit at the dry cleaner right well that was before the kid breaks the window that's when you first get the idea yeah. that maybe he might not be going to it somebody else has taken the suit that he was drowned in <clears throat> found the body and hidden it again and whatnot i thought all that stuff just added little pieces because you never, because you don't know whether or not he's alive, whether somebody else found him, or what's going on. There was one moment that I, while watching it, where I really liked um, Nicole's character because the whole time she's solid as a rock in their planning and everything. And there's a, a moment where she breaks down in the second half mm -hmm. and doubts everything they've done as well. And I really liked that. And felt it felt more real. Yeah, as at the a time character. I really, really liked that. Scene. Yeah, and then in the context of the end of the film it's even more interesting yes once you actually find out the twist of what happened yes I agree yeah I, I thought all the characters were really cool I really liked Nicole I really liked I even thought Michelle was a cool character and I was really impressed with um, Christina who was played by uh, Simone no was played by Vera Clouseau who I think may have actually been married to Henri Georges Clouseau at the time and uh, Nicole was played by Simone Signoret who I thought was awesome so she was really good and my favorite thing about this movie is actually the cinematography like, it's all in black and white, but it's fucking gorgeous black and white. It and is the whole good last 30 minutes in those hallways, oh, it's just riveting. It has a lot of depth to it. It's not like a gray black and white. It's like pure it's black. Solid blacks, yeah. Yeah, like it's and white whites. Lots of shadows. Really nice. yeah. yeah. Really, really, really good. Because sometimes I think it's hard to do black and white well and make it interesting because you can get into the mucky gray area so easily with film. But this is really really crisp yeah I guess it depends who's shooting it and how yeah. how it's lit but yeah. uh, you know clearly this guy knew how to shoot like I'd say the Three Stooges is more of an example of a murky grayscale than than the pure blacks and whites so what do you think back. apparently um, this film the screenplay <laughs> the rights of the screenplay were snatched from Alfred Hitchcock who was going to make this movie and Henri Georges Clouseau got a hold of it first and apparently it was one of the biggest inspirations on Psycho and Robert Block, the author of Psycho, has said that this is his favorite horror film of all time. So can you see a lot of influence of this in Psycho? 
Yes. Yeah, I actually... And a lot of Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. I mean, by this point, most Hitchcock movies had come out. Like, this was 1955, Mm -hmm. and Psycho was in 1960. But I would honestly say that uh, I think this is a better film than Psycho. It did, like, tension the same way that Psycho and Alfred Hitchcock does tension. Oh, yeah, that's kind of suspense, suspense. for sure. It's definitely a suspense film, but I actually think this is a stronger film than Psycho. I thought it was a lot better. And I like Psycho a lot. I disagree. Psycho just has that one scene that everyone remembers, the shower scene, which is brilliant and no. probably better than anything in this movie. I've rewatched that movie many times, and it's like a perfect movie. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie. I like Psycho a lot. I think this is better. I this is way know. more suspenseful than Psycho. No. And the fact that I act, you actually... One of the beauties of Psycho is that we change main characters halfway through. And it's one of the coolest things about that movie. So you get the first half from the perspective of the of the imperfect girl on the run and the second half from the perspective of the murderer. You know? So I thought that was kind of cool. But as a result of that, you're always a little bit more of a distance where this one, like, you really care a lot about uh, Christina and Nicole in this movie and wanting to see what happened to them. And there's, in Psycho, there's suspense of like, oh my God, when is this going to happen? But there's not a lot of suspense of, okay, what actually happened? The mystery of Psycho isn't so much what happened. It's like, okay, well why is this guy crazy or, or what's the deal with his mom but it's you know who the murderer is in Psycho yeah at least you think you do until the very end but you, you're still not surprised when you find out who it yeah, is yeah but you don't know if he's gonna get caught or not no I know I, I, this is not me trashing Psycho at all I'm just trying to articulate why I think I like Le Diabolique better I mean I love a lot of Hitchcock movies but I just I'm trying to articulate how I enjoyed this movie so much like I was really really into this movie and I can't wait to watch it again but you're just staring yeah. at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I think you're psycho for liking this movie better than Psycho. I don't know, man. It, Psycho's good. It, the second half yeah. was just, it really liked for me. Oh, see, that's when it gets good. The first half is good, but the second half is you really like where it stands You like slow, boring up. things. It's not slow or boring, though. Yes, I, I'm, I really, I really don't agree with that because you, I don't you, see but, why it was you, slow or boring. Because you like that. You don't... I don't like things that are slow and boring. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, it's no, yeah. I like it because it's slow and boring. That doesn't make any sense. If it was boring, I wouldn't like it, would I? But boring. So clearly, in... it's neither slow nor boring to me, right? So if I'm saying that there's nothing about the second yes. half that I found slow or boring, but my perspective of a lot of the movies you like are that they're slow and boring, and they're brilliant because of their slow pace. Well, that sounds more like you need to think of a better way to explain why you don't like something than just saying that. Oh, well, you like bad things. I'm not saying you like bad you things. You are. You're saying you like things that are slow and boring. Well, if it it just seems odd that all these movies that are masterpieces that you call slow and boring that I seem to really like, isn't it maybe more likely that you're missing something rather than that the films themselves are <laughs> inferior and people like me are just too far up our own asses to notice? Maybe maybe I am. But no, I think definitely you are. <laughs> maybe I am missing something. I think you need something. to climb out of your ivory fucking tower I think for you're the one in the ivory tower. I really am not. With these slow, boring movies. No, I'm suggesting that it's kind of insulting that you try and, you know, diminish a bunch of movies and, and the whole people who like movies because, oh, they're slow and boring. And I'm not going to be that guy who says it's because you don't get it. But you know what? Fuck it. It's because you don't pay enough attention. You don't get it. You don't fucking care. You're like, it's boring. When is that going to happen? I want there to be an explosion. Ugh, you are what's wrong with moviegoers. I don't think I'm that trivial. You're not quite that trivial. I'm just making fun of you. But no, you're not, which is why it drives me crazy when you say things like that. Because I know you're not dopey. And the only reason you're saying those things is to watch my brain explode. That's the only reason you say those words. The only reason you pick slow and boring is because you know it will upset me. 
No. Yes. Oh, I would never do that. You are such a fucking liar. <laughs> we will back and listen to every episode of the show back to back tonight. I'm going to strap you to a fucking chair like Clockwork Orange style, only with your ears, and make you listen to every fucking episode of the show. We're going to make a tally every time you're a dickhole. <laughs> I think we should make a tally every time you're a dickhole. I'm not saying hole. I'm not a dickhole. I'm just saying that you are also a dickhole. So you're going to put those little things in my ears to keep them open? I can't close my ears. I'm not a hippo. Can hippos do that? Oh my god, I'm basically a hippo, aren't I? You're not. Oh. <laughs> I No, but is that true? Is that something hippos can do? Yeah, when they go underwater, they can close their their ears so they don't get water in their ears. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. What about their noses? I don't know what their nose is. They probably just blow out through their nose. But can't they stay under for a long time? Yeah. Well, it's a pretty big breath if they're going to let it out that slowly. Well, they're big animals. They can probably do that. Well, I'm a pretty big animal. I can't stay underwater that long. I feel like a hippo. You're not a hippo. Oh, with this belly. I have a big belly. And I can't close my ears, so what is your point? Well, you're not actually a well, hippo. This is not a perfect metaphor, I think, <laughs> is what we're saying. Well, anyway, if you have seen this movie, and I highly recommend that you do, and you agree with me and disagree with Nicole, you should email us. I, I still liked the movie. Just not enough. Ugh. What is your score? What do you give it? Six out of ten. Six out of ten, you, you simpleton. That's a generous. Simpleton. Ten out of ten. It is no way. Ten out of ten. Ugh. So yep. boring. My only my fourth ever 10 out of 10 on this program. Well, actually, fifth if you include versus. Oh, no. Hang on. One, two, three. For the rest of the boring four. movies, too. Four of them. It was the original Dawn of the Dead. Which is Eraserhead, A Tale of Two Sisters, slow. and Diabolique. Slow. They're not slow. Slow. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm just going to start being a smug, like, sir, like an <laughs> asshole, and be like, intelligent. They're just really, you know, well done and intelligent movies. Let's see which ones you've given 10s to. Remake of Dawn of the Dead. Not slow. In fact, dopey is how you gave Eraserhead 10 out of 10 too, you shithead. I know. You've only given two movies that, and you've never given a single nine. You're a harsher critic than me because you're like, everything has to be the way I like it. Everything has to be a certain way. I am very specific in what horror I like. So you don't really like horror. You just like a specific kind of horror. No. See, I like horror. See, general. I like generally general horror as well. but it's Apparently not. In, I'm not just like, oh, I, don't, I like everything. There's got to be a line like in the sand, dude. No, there doesn't. <laughs> I'm drawing one right now. And on this side, I'm cool. And on that side, you're a jerk. And on that side, you're slow and boring. And on this I'm side, I'm like... There's nothing you can do about it. That's my juice. Mm. I'm not happy about this. You're going to get your beer. Don't. You drink all my juice. Oh, that was good. Oh, you're going to pay is, for that later. My throat is dry from having to argue with you. I'm not... Happy with you right now. You drank my juice. Would you rather drink your own juice or admit that you are bad at movies? I want to drink my own juice. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. And would you rather if you were what's the guy's name? Michelle. Yeah. Would you rather be married to Nicole or Christina? Nicole had bigger tits. Okay. <laughs> so Nicole. That's a bad reason to. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I wouldn't want to be married to either. That's I mean, dopey. Like, You're being dopey Christina now. is kind of a wishy-washy, and I don't know if I'd want to marry her, but she's nice. <laughs> Nicole's kind of a blousy broad. You know, Lydia tells you she's tell you that you're bad. That's my kind of woman. I don't do that. You do. I never do that. Yeah, and she's got bigger boobs. So that's just you're being dopey as hell right now. A little bit, but I'm okay with it. Do you have a game for us to play? I'm glad you asked, Nicole. 
I'm going to give you four movies. The following is based on a true story is the name of the game. I'm going to give you four movie titles and their synopses. You have to use your skill and judgment to determine <laughs> which of the following is a big, fat, phony. All right? Now, I tried to pick movies this week that sounded like I could have made them up with you in mind. Because I so, won last week. you did win last week, but we'll see how it goes this week. I, I, I will go out on the limb and say this one is maybe... Not the easiest one we've ever done, but definitely not the hardest. It's probably closer to the easy side. Because you need help. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. The following is based on a true story. Film number one. Surviving Life. The film uses a mix of cutout animation from photographs and live action segments to tell the story of a married man who lives a double life in his dream where he meets another woman. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would you have made, made it up, up for you, but you like artsy things. Maybe I was thinking about that. You're not that I'm, creative minded. Really, but I like like really high minded, artsy, <laughs> slow, boring movies. Film number two: Maxwell Murder, a whodunit murder mystery taking place in the punk rock scene of the early '90s. That's not a real movie. Maybe it is. I'd go see it. Say it again. A whodunit murder mystery taking place in the punk rock scene of the early '90s. Someone gets murdered at a punk show, and it's like a whodunit. It's like a modern Agatha Christie kind of thing. next. The Cat. In this movie, a cat from outer space teams up with a young girl and an old man to fight a murderous alien that possesses people. That sounds like something you'd make up. Because it's awesome? (laughs) That's retarded. Uh, Excuse me? That might be the best thing I've ever thought of. If I thought of it. It's called The Cat? Yeah. If I thought of it, that would be the best thing I've ever thought of. But the title's not long-winded enough. Mm, Maybe I'm learning because I've learned what kind of tells I give you. (laughs) You just did magical, whimsical fingers. And the last film, shut up, is called (laughs) The Idiots. It's based on your family. Oh! The idiots, a seemingly anti-bourgeoisie group of adults, spend their time seeking their inner idiot to release their inhibitions. They do so by behaving in public as if they were de- develop- developmentally disabled. Isn't that <laughs> ironic that I can't say developmentally disabled? Yeah. It's about a, a bunch of anti-bourgeoisie people who spend their time trying to release their in- inner idiot by behaving as if they're retarded in public. That sounds really stupid. I haven't seen it. Because okay. I invented it, or did I? So we've got the cat. The cat, which is an awesome idea. <laughs> the idiot and a great title. The idiots, Maxwell murder, and surviving life. Dang! A little torn, aren't you? I was. These all sound like I could have made I them up for you. Why would you put this on the easier side? I think this is on the harder side. Maybe because you won last week, and I wanted to lull you into a sense of false security. Because I'm feeling a little. Uh, Angry that you beat me last week. You you you're not really that competitive of a person. No, I'm not. Okay, so the first one I think is too creative for you to come up with. Fuck you, but okay. <laughs> just because you watch those kinds of movies doesn't mean you can come up with them. Oh, thanks a lot. Just because you read painting books doesn't mean you can fucking paint. There you go. Just because you like Rene Magritte doesn't mean you're as good as him. So shut up. I'm better than him. You're but a dickhole. Anyway. I'm not, but I'm really <laughs> I was going to say, really? Wow. I'm not going to say you're not, but wow. That was bold. But I, but I am good. I you are good. good. You're very good. But I'm also creative, and I could have come up with Surviving Life. You Maybe didn't. I did. You didn't. You're getting too defensive about it. You didn't come up with it. I can tell. You're giving it away, Joey. You suck. Are you going to cry? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Um, Maximal Murder, I think you may have made up. That's the name of a rancid song. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Why do you, did you not hear the fucking description of the movie? Yeah, but the punk rock scene, not the 90s. There's... What are you talking about? That movie, that's a movie based up in the punk rock scene. doesn't mean it was made in the 90s. It was... Holy fuck, woman. No, it was made more recently than that, but it takes place during the height of that punk rock, what do you call it, revival. I think that one's made up. Holy fuck. Your reasons for thinking that are dumb. But the cat, the cat one sounds... A cat from outer space teaming up with a young girl and an old man to fight a murderous alien that possesses people? (laughs) Totally sounds like something you'd make up. Because it's awesome? The Idiots is too complicated. And I don't think you'd come up with that. It's too confusing to follow. So you think it's either the cat or Maxwell Murder? Yeah. And my my gut says Maxwell Murder. Your gut has been wrong before. That's okay. I'm going with my gut this time. Your final answer is Maxwell Murder. Yes. The Idiots is a... Real movie. It's a real movie. The Idiots <laughs> is a real movie. Lars von Trier. See the first one. What's the first one? Surviving Life is a fucking real movie. It's a real movie. <laughs> I knew it. The cat is the best thing I've ever thought of, but I didn't think of it. It's a real movie, which means that yes, Maxwell Murder is a fake movie. What I was gonna say before we started was not that it's. I was gonna say this is the easiest one we've ever done, but then I thought if I say that, it'll make it really obvious which one it is. So I thought, I better not say that, because maybe I can throw her off. But yeah, it is, obviously, Maxwell Murder. Of course, it's another one that the I thought the title was a funny little joke. No, you got me with the, the cat or Maxwell Murder. That was a well, tough Well, luckily the cat sounds enough like an awesome thing that I would come up with. <laughs> it totally sounds like a Joey thing. I'd watch a whodunit murder mystery in the punk rock scene. I would too. Of course you would. I said yeah. I won. You won. Two I weeks should in get a, row. a trophy. Yeah, yeah, your trophy is you can go buy me a Slurpee when we're done with this. No. So yeah, you improved your record once again. You've now won to, four of three of the last four episodes. I want to apologize. Oh, you do. I feel bad for what I said. <laughs> you you are creative minded. Apolog- which one are you apologizing for? For me not being able to come up with something smarter, or saying I like boring shit? Oh, you do like boring shit. No, I'm, I'm, no I'm apologizing for saying that you couldn't have come up with that first well, movie. I guess I'll take that apology <laughs> and hold out hope that one day I'll get the other one. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Cause you're a dickhole. <laughs> And because you're a dickhole, it's my turn to pick a movie this week. That's not why it's your turn. I know. I should fi- seriously. Turn. I want to find like a slow, boring movie now, just because you're a jerk. No, you already picked your movie. You can't change yeah, it. I'm mad now. <laughs> All right, I did pick a movie though. We're gonna watch next week. Dagon, directed by Stuart Gordon, the director of such films as, or rather, such film as, Herbert West Reanimator, The Reanimator, which is also based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. What? Anyway, this is his uh, film from 2001, based on the short stories Dagon and The Shadow Over Innsmouth by H.P. Lovecraft, one of my favorite authors. Cool. And I've read both of these stories, and they're very good, so it'll be very cool to see what comes out. Although I will admit that The Shadow Over Innsmouth is the most difficult to get through story by H.P. Lovecraft I've ever read. See, I think H.P. Lovecraft is so interesting, but I don't think I could get through any of his readings. Yeah, is it because they're too smart, too slow and boring? Well, no, just the, the whole style it's written in is something I'm so not used to. I don't think yeah. I could get through it that's and understand it. Yeah, I'm done. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you you're selling it with yourself way too short because anybody could get through these things and learn them. You like, are not stupid. Yeah, but it's way more complicated than, like, Poe. Well, no, I wouldn't say so. It's after Poe. 
Yeah, but the way it's written is like way more complicated. <clears throat> you use bigger words, but you just read them a little bit more. Like you sell yourself way too short. You are not that dopey. You are perfectly capable of doing all this. You stuff. call me dopey this whole episode. Only as a re- because you were calling me stuck up. That's there's a difference between thinking you're stupid and like lashing out because you're being mean to me. I was not la- being mean you to were. you. Anyway, the point is, yes, you could read H.P. Lovecraft. It's not that you're too stupid, Nicole. It's that you're too lazy. That's why you won't read H.P. Lovecraft. It has nothing to do with you thinking it'll be too hard, but because you're lazy and you don't want to put any effort into reading it. No, that's not yes, it. Yes, that is, is it. No, I'm just because saying. you'll read a super long book. It's just that, oh, the words are shorter, so you can do it. If you had any confidence in yourself, and that's the thing, you do have confidence in yourself, you're just lazy. You could get through it and probably get through it better than I am because you are smarter than me. You're just lazier. I can't believe you're calling me lazy. I'm lazy about, like, doing chores. You're lazy about challenging your mind. <laughs> your mind. You don't want to be challenged. You just want to watch the girls Tell next door. I was challenged... For four years at ACAD. And you'd think you'd be better at this then. Yeah, so I've done my time. There's no such thing as doing your time. What are you looking at? I, never mind. Never mind Is there I'm a bug? At. Yeah, there's a bug. There's a fucking dragon. Fly. A dragon fly. <laughs> you went from bug to... This bug. podcast is over. <laughs> okay. I've had enough of you and your bullshit this week. All right. All right. I love you though. Say you love me too. I love you too. Good. <laughs> so next week we'll be watching Dagon. We were going to watch your next, but it's only playing at like 10 and Nicole can't stay up that late. I'm in bed by 9. Yeah, so we're not watching that. So sorry, I wanted to see that movie, but we're not going to get the chance to watch it for the show. Oh well. So, until next week, I am the creature Joey G, and I like boring things. And I'm the fried Nicole. And I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. Fuck you. No, I refuse. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?